The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. You can follow my special guest of the podcast, Sean Drotar at S Drotar. He joins me for the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Sean, welcome back. Thank you very much. The, the people were clamoring on Twitter, and they said, bring back Drotar. <laughs> bring back Drotar. So oh. I said, I got to bring him back in as we preview the Kansas City Chiefs-Denver Broncos game. A big game for the Denver Broncos coming up here. But first, of course, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap. 100 Colorado, or the, the, the distilled spirits. They're just tremendous. They're my personal favorite. Uh, you probably know that if you listen to the podcast. So go check it out at Tap14 on the web. Spell out the word 14 for me. Tap14.com. That's Tap14.com. And as I always recommend, get the nachos, the burger, and the candied bacon. Uh, Sean, lots to talk about in this Denver Broncos game, but I want to start the podcast with this. I think this is, without a doubt, the biggest game of the year when it comes to swaying the potential of this season. Because I look at this season, and I want your input on this if you think I'm crazy or not. If Denver was to somehow magically come out of Kansas City, by the way, again, this game in Arrowhead, with a win, all of a sudden, you're back to 500. You have a very winnable game against the Texans, a bye week to get healthy, and then you kind of have this stretch run of games that are somewhat winnable. Let's face it. At L.A., that's a home game. Uh, The Browns, winnable game. The 49ers, they don't look the same without Jimmy Garoppolo. The Raiders are no good. All of a sudden, that's four, five, maybe six wins there that we just reeled off. And then all of a sudden, you four plus five, six, that's nine, ten wins and a lot better than what everybody thought. Um, But then on the flip side, you lose this ball game. Now you're three and five. You've been swept by the Chiefs. You have no shot at the division. And things may be a little bit more... After such a high in Arizona, it's almost like one of those come crashing back down to reality type losses. Where, where do you envision this game? Is Am I lost here? No, you're not. I think the problem is the task that the Broncos have in front of them is monumental to try to beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. You know, they played them pretty well for a few quarters, and then eventually they just sort of ran out of gas. And so the way you saw some very tired Broncos, including Vaughn Miller, including Chris Harris Jr., and then you saw Travis Kelsey get loose. Uh, there were there were problems at that point, and there's only so much you can do. So my concern is the Broncos have to play essentially a perfect game And even that might not be enough. You may still have to catch Kansas City in one of their games where they're mediocre. Yeah, and I'm looking at the the team comparison that we get sent every single week. We do a little bit of research. We get these numbers. uh, And essentially, it lays out the statistics for just about every category team-wise, with red being in the bottom 10 and green being in the top 10. 
And I'm looking at the two teams side by side. Oh, I'm looking I at your a, computer screen. It's almost all green. I see green. a lot of green over yeah. there for KC, where Chiefs. a lot more red over here for Denver. So uh, what do you think is the first key to this game for Denver to potentially steal a game against a very good 6-1 and one Chiefs team? It's running the ball. It's shortening mm. the game. And this is going to be tricky. Royce Freeman has a high ankle sprain. They don't know how much he's going to play. You have two injuries along the offensive line. Ron Leary out for the year. Jared Veld here still doesn't look like he's going to be ready to go. So you are talking about a line now that has suffered some significant injuries. You'll admit you're missing 40% of your starters. Garrett Bowles is not the same guy he was as a rookie. He has regressed. So you have Matt Paradis, who's been really good. Connor McGovern, who the Broncos themselves actually tried Max Garcia in his role a few weeks back. So now all of a sudden that offensive line, which was looking at least like it was promising if not good now looks like it's kind of a disaster again no Royce Freeman this is going to be a game where they need to find a way to get Philip Lindsay and to a lesser extent Devontae Booker uh, enough of the carries and the dump offs and the ways to make sure that you can continue to move the move the chains and control the clock because the best way to beat Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill and Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey is to keep him on the sidelines. And and particularly, I mean, going back a little bit here, uh, hit and rewind, as Thursday is a big day for practice when it comes to health. Uh, Jared Valdir was observing practice. Uh, he, of course, with that knee injury. Also, Shane Ray is uh, was not practicing as well today. So uh, those are crucial. Injuries. Shane Ray, by the way, his best game of the year may have been against the Chiefs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot to unpack with this game, and uh, we'll go over each and every one of these keys. Of course, I, I agree with you. Running the football is a big deal because, and it's funny we're we're saying it this way with Patrick Mahomes, who's only uh, let's see, they're six and one. That's seven games plus the one he played yesterday. He is eight games. That's half a season in, and we're already talking about slowing the game down or taking the ball out of his hands. Yeah. That's how good he's been. And so uh, I, I agree with you running that football and controlling the clock, a big deal. I, I'm also going to point out uh, n- not only with getting to Mahomes, but some of the intangible or really the, the um, what, how, how should I word this? The, uh, the things you don't usually look at when it comes to a football game being really important, because I think what you touched on earlier is Denver has to play perfectly in this game to steal a win on the road. And that includes special teams. Now they did a decent job at it. Uh, when Casey was here a couple weeks ago, only at the 37 yard return from Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is capable of breaking it at any single point in time. Denver needs to get points every single time they get a chance. That means no missed field goals. That means bottling up the kick returners. So I think special teams as a whole is a big deal because if you don't win special teams, if you don't win the turnover battle, there's just no way you're stealing a game. And that's the catch. Special teams is the way you can lose a game that you can otherwise play evenly you can play the the chiefs all four quarters you can play them straight up you can play them evenly almost to a standstill but if one of those special teams plays breaks open all of a sudden that's enough to cost you the game it's the things you don't count on you understand when you game plan the offenses and the defenses and the presumption is that special teams will be able to hold their own so when teams can score on special teams plays, it really sort of breaks the plan yeah. because the the presumption for both teams, really, any NFL team, it's not as if you're not aware of the opposing team's returners or what have you, but there's an expectation that a special team's output is going to be uh, minimal in comparison to an offense. So 
you can't risk that. And with guys like Tyreek Hill, it's it's too much of a risk. You have to make sure that nobody's trying to be a hero. No one's trying to get a highlight reel hit. You've got to you've got to wall him off, force him out of bounds, wrap him up, whatever you've got to do. But but don't be flashy, don't be fancy, just get him on the ground. Yeah, because this is a guy who is so deadly. I mean, I, I look at Tyreek Hill as one of the fastest players I have ever seen. Get an, get an idea of this when and he played uh the last week. The he was actually clocked and the NFL uses these sort of advanced stats. He, and I'm rounding up a bit. He hit a maximum speed of 22 miles per hour. That's pretty fast. Dude, just think of that in your car of driving 22, and you're like, 22, my car goes way faster than that. Yeah, but you're not running next to it. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> He's really, really dangerous. And, and the scarier part is he can change directions almost instantly and without that, losing momentum. And that's the big thing is while he is so fast, he can accelerate. It's not the straight line speed. So it's the quickly. acceleration. It's the, it's the catch the ball, stop, and pinball the other way. That makes him so deadly. Uh, in the open field, and and KC does a great job at utilizing him. Uh, I I do want to talk a little bit about the elephant in the room. It's the distractions from earlier this week between the Chad Kelly situation. Obviously, we know he has been released. Denver is moving on, by the way. Should have note, this is uh, news coming out this morning, and you can read about this on MileHighSports.com. Garrett Grayson has been signed to the practice squad, and, of course, uh, Mr. Mr. Hogan going to be the backup for uh, today. It's the Keenum and Hogan show. I don't know how confident you are in it's that. It's the Keenum but. show. The, the backup is the backup. Okay. Uh, to an extent, <laughs> I get the the excitement because it's, it's Chad Kelly. He's the nephew of Jim Kelly. That made a bigger deal than it seemed to be. But in the end, you're talking about a guy that was Mr. Irrelevant, the dead last pick in the draft picked. Uh, what John Owe even admitted to a certain extent at the time as a favor to Jim Kelly it he was had a flyer. Multiple problems yes. before he was even drafted. You just sort of hoped you could get his head screwed on straight. He couldn't. Fortunately, no one was hurt in the incident. And uh, good luck to Chad Kelly in the future. I don't wish any ill upon him. I hope he gets the help that he needs. But uh, for the Broncos, in the end, you take Kelly off the back of the jersey, and it's just a Smith, and you're looking at the seventh round pick that got cut a, a year later. No one's making a big deal out of it. But with that and the Halloween party, uh, because look, I, I know it was a, a function. It wasn't. Affiliated with team the only. I had nothing to do with team. Player. Just players only. No team players part. only. Player organized. But no. it, you know, there were parts and times we've heard through the grapevine certain incidents happening. Do you think that could potentially be a distraction, or is this just overrated? Nah, I think it's overrated. Look, the, the guys choose to get together. They have a Halloween party. Yes, somebody's going to have some costumes that are maybe in poor taste or maybe questionable. How many? If you've ever gone to a Halloween party with more than say twenty people. There's always a couple people that are like that, that have this, the questionable costume that's kind of offensive or something like that, or the one that's just dumb, uh, and someone's going to you know dip into the uh, the punch a little too much, and something's it, it, that's what happens. Always, you get that many people together, there's always going to be a few people that mess it up. That's just the way it always goes. And, and I'm, so, I'm assuming you've ran into this before. I, I've felt that the people really need to dumb this down and think about it in the like if they were going to a company or, or a Halloween party where they have co-workers around and, and look, you're going to go and you're probably going to talk about it the day after and then you've totally forgotten about it. Yeah, it, no, it's, unless it's, you do something you to embarrass yourself. Chad Kelly was the guy that did that and he's yeah, gone now. So exactly. there you go. So I don't I don't think it's a distraction by any means. Uh, this is probably the last time I have you on the podcast before the game. Do you have a prediction for us? Sean? Yeah, I'm afraid that the Chiefs are just too much for the Broncos at this point. I don't know necessarily on points, but I, I suspect they probably do a little better than they did last time. So I'm thinking probably Chiefs. 31 Broncos 
17. Really? So they don't have any chance that they What does Denver have to do to win? What's the one thing? Denver cannot turn getting, the ball over. Is it, is it getting to Patrick Mahomes? Uh, in part, it is. Uh, Denver cannot turn the ball over. Case Keenum's thrown a pick in every single game this year. That cannot happen. He has to protect the ball. Denver cannot have an offensive turnover, and they probably have to, to take one away from the Chiefs. So they have to win the turnover battle. They have to be able to keep the game close enough that they can continue to run the ball. The problem is you can't use Philip Lindsay on the ground if you're down 17 points. So the Broncos cannot get down early. They have to keep it close the whole game. Keep it within one score at the very at the very worst, no worse than 10 points. So you can still play your regular offense and not get desperate. And you kind of have to hope that maybe one of those guys, Hunt, Hill, Kelsey, they just kind of have an off day. Yeah, I, I think Kansas City is so good that you got to do two of those things to really win that. But I think they are two things that, look, they did at home here in Denver a couple three, weeks three ago. Three quarters. They got to Patrick Mahomes. They did. And, and I know there wasn't a lot of the statistical number, the, the sacks that everybody just wants to go to the box score and look at. Look, Patrick Mahomes was running for his life sacks for Sacks are far less time. important than pressure. That's exactly. what I've tried to tell people for years is I get it. You, you look for sacks and the stats, and that's great. But if you were to ask a most NFL coaches, what do you not want to see from your quarterback? Would you rather have your quarterback get sacked twice and not be pressured most of it, or would you rather be pressured on twenty of the dropbacks and only get sacked once? The guy's going to say, "I don't want, I don't want the pressure." Yeah, uh, a sack here and there, quarterbacks shake that off. They know that's part of the game. The the pressure that is coming every single down, the constant duress. Right, that they're that's the thing that causes problems. And quite frankly, you've seen it with Case Keenum. He's been the the flip side. Case Keenum's a mobile guy. He can move. He can get around. But eventually. That makes it forces a mistake. You you end up in trouble. You're going to turn the ball over. You're going to make a bad throw. You're going to miss a wide open receiver. Uh, Keenum has done all those things under pressure. Mahomes is human. Sometimes it doesn't look like it, but if you can keep enough pressure on him, he'll make an error. Well, and look, he has he lit up the NFL for the first four weeks. But if you look at his play, he is kind of starting to come back down to earth. No, it's not so much. Yeah, the the, the Sunday night game. Uh, there were mistakes made. Look, even in a game that that was a laugher. They destroyed the Ravens. But Mahomes made errors in that game. And uh, he's going to make them. As, as the team start to see him a little bit more, he's going to make them. I, I still look at Mahomes and say, this this is not a, a fluke. Some of the stat stuff is. But Alec, two, three years from now, is he one of the three best quarterbacks in the game? I think he is going to be. But right now, yeah, he'll make errors, and everybody makes errors. Look, Tom Brady makes errors. You have oh, to force it, and you have to stay alert. The one thing the Broncos can't do is get a little interception happy. They were they were very, very good against the, the, the Cardinals. They got those picks. But you can't get over-aggressive and we're say, gonna all right, gamble. we're going to go gamble and hunt. Because the problem is you gamble and miss on Tyreek Hill. It's over. He is it's over. gone. You're not going to be within 30 yards of him. Yep. Travis Kelsey, if you leave even a poor safety one-on-one -on, -one on him, he's either going to run by him or stiff-arm him to the ground, and he's gone too. And the same thing with a dump-off to Kareem Hunt. There's just too many weapons. And we forget about the fact that Sammy Watkins, who is – uh, an underwhelming guy given his talent, but you can't exactly just let him jog down the side of the field. He'll be gone too. Well, he's a competent wide receiver. You, you cannot gamble for the Broncos. It'd be great to force those turnovers. You'd love to get an interception, but you can't press for it because you're really just asking for trouble. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. Sean, where can they find you on Twitter? Estrotar, S-D-R-O-T-A-R on Twitter. And you're a morning show host. I am. That's very, very easy. 7 to 9 a.m. Mountain Time. 
on Mile High Sports. I wouldn't go that far, but 1340 AM, 104.7 uh, FM, or streaming on the, our website, our app, or you can even listen to any part of the show on demand. Uh, same two spots. And on get the, the app, Sports too, the app. because the app is free. We don't charge and, you And the it. app is simple, too, because it's like you open it, and then it, the the play button. To like be right totally honest, it's easier than the website yeah. when it you comes to it's, it's easier. Like, yeah, but it's, plus, you can also listen to this podcast on that app. Right. Yeah. That's the only reason why you would actually need the app. Because it's a tremendous podcast. Yeah, that's the only reason you care. Where we least. have high-profile guests like Sean Drotar. You can find him <laughs> on Twitter, S. Drotar. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. And, of course, we'll be uh, in the locker room as uh, we finish up on Friday with the Broncos and then Sunday when they travel to Kansas City. Last question before we go. Yeah. Which of these three individuals is most important to Denver winning this weekend? Vance Joseph? Joe Woods or Bill Musgrave? Musgrave. Musgrave. Because I think he has to be able to commit to the run even when, look, if it's not going well in the first quarter, you can't go away from it. You're playing right into the Chiefs' hands if you do that. You have to, even if you have to, you have to force the run. You have to draw them in. You have to make sure they're not blitzing all the time uh, for the Broncos. So I think it's it's Musgrave. I think they have to find a way to do what they haven't done before. They've had success with the run in multiple games this year, and then they've gotten away with it. They've just sort of punted and, and gone to passing for whatever reason, even when it hasn't been the best choice for them. You've got to get the run to work, and when it is working, you've got to stay with it. And I, it can work against this Chiefs defense. The defense is not that overwhelming here. I, I agree with you on Musgrave, but I'll argue Joe Woods just for the heck of it. Uh, this is a Denver He's team He's got the that hardest job. He has the hard job. Is He has got to try to at least somehow contain Patrick Mahomes, but he did so. A couple weeks ago. For three quarters. They got, well, I'll even go so, so far as this. He did his job because as long as Case Keenum hits that touchdown in the corner of the end zone, right. Denver wins that game. And you held a Kansas City team to a, a very um, manageable win. You know, look, you're, a guy like Patrick Mahomes, we've listed off the options. Kelsey, Hunt, uh, Hill. You're not going to stop all those guys. You won't. There's but no if way. you contain them enough to put yourself in position to win, and that's what Joe Woods did the first time around because they were simply a touchdown pass away where Keenum just missed his option. They win that game. So I, I, I'm going to argue Joe Woods on that as uh, one of the most important ones. But, of course, uh, well, Vance, it's it's really important to make sure that he gets these guys prepared and ready. And you mentioned you can't stop them all. You're right. But what you can do, hopefully, is make sure you don't want those three-play drives. Yes. Where the big play hits, three plays, 75 yards, yes. touchdown. You can't afford They're going to score. Make if them if they score, it. make them have 10 play drives to do it. Make them have 10, 11, 12 play drives to take a lot of the clock off because that keeps you close. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter, Estrotar, at Ronnie K Radio. That's it for the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Of course, I want to thank our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirit chef Andrea Varela, and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Go there this weekend. Uh, 10 a.m. to 2 brunch on both Saturday and Sunday. So you go for the Broncos game, or maybe you want to go on Saturday to go check out some local college football. Or, there's a lot of good uh, college football this weekend. There's a ton of great college football. Uh, maybe you'll go and watch the future quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Uh, maybe because he plays in Oregon. I don't know. We'll talk about that in future podcasts, certainly. So it's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, you can find it at milehighsports.com. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. Uh, Anytime. Thanks for joining me. Of course, you can catch Sean on 
on Mile High Sports, 7 and 9, for mornings at 5280. Of course, you can find that podcast and archives of those shows as well at milehighsports.com. That's where you can find a complete archive of the Broncos Blitz podcast, where you can find discussions, debates, uh, player interviews, coaches, audio, all that good stuff at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. 